What is up, Steel Studies? Happy Thursday, December 2nd, 2021, and welcome to episode number 167 of the study session. I'm your host here on the session, Jeremy Ritz. Very grateful that you're joining me here today to talk Steelers football. My gratitude to you for being a supporter of the Steel Study, for listening to the sessions, the podcast, reading my articles, sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steeler Saturday Mailbag where I get your questions, comments, feed, feedback on the show and would love to have you a part of that this Saturday. Also, please check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. The podcast is aptly titled The Still City Insider Podcast. We record every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. and post between 6 and 6.15 a.m. There's an audio and a YouTube component, so check that out. Jim is super insightful, a wealth of Steelers knowledge, having covered the team since 1995, and you don't want to miss it, so be sure to check that out. But let's jump into it here today. Lots to talk about. Big week, Ravens week. And I know everybody wants to just throw any chances or possibilities that the Steelers have of defeating the Ravens out the window that it's going to be another repeat blowout like what happened against the Bengals but I think we need to pump the brakes on such fatalistic thinking and I referenced that it may have been on this podcast or in the podcast that I do with Wexel that teams get blown out even during highly successful seasons. If you look at last year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, they lost 38-3 to to the Saints but still went on to win the Super Bowl. Again, let me caution you, I am not saying the Steelers are going to win a Super Bowl. What I'm trying to point out here is that even good teams can get thwarted and crushed go back to 2018 when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. They got smoked 48-7, lost by 41 points to the Saints. What happened to them? They went on to win the Super Bowl. Again, not saying the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is don't automatically assume that this team is going to go 0-6 these final games. If anything, it's a Steelers-Ravens game We know the history, and sure, there have been blowouts that have occurred in this rivalry, but more often than not, what you can count on is a very close game between one and three points, and that's how I see this playing out, especially as ugly as the Ravens have been playing. This is going to be a close game that comes down to the very end, so don't count them out just yet. Vince Williams came out on Twitter in defense of Devin Bush and talked about how Bush is being made the scapegoat for the several problems that the Steelers have, that he's not fully recovered from that ACL 
injury yet that he has lost his confidence and that it's going to take him more time to get in the space where he needs to be before he can be effective again. And basically saying, give the guy an opportunity, give him some space to regain his form. And how Bush is only 23 years old. So it is easy to pal on right now to harp on the narrative that Bush is a bust, especially with all the anger and frustration surrounding and circling this Steelers team with how they've been performing, especially on defense, that it's easy just to pow on Bush. And it's not to absolve him of his lackluster poor play because even Williams pointed out that he's not hustling as hard as he could. But there needs to be some sense of grace in terms of how we're looking at Devin Bush. The other thing I wanted to talk about is there is a sense of anger right now within this team. And it starts at the top with the head coach, Mike Tomlin, in his Tuesday press conference. He was in no mood to speak to the media. It's very short and Typically, Tomlin is most of the time pissed off in those meetings. I wouldn't say that he is super excited to talk with the media, but he was a little extra on Tuesday and very upfront and direct when saying that it's time for this team to put up or shut up to get the job done. And hopefully that anger can carry over to his team for them to realize that, hey, the way we're playing is completely unacceptable and it's got to change. Maybe it will send the message that guys have to play well. Guys are playing for their jobs at this point. Cameron Hayward, too, he was a little ticked when talking to the media, when asked about, Chase Claypool and his comments about music at practice and how that could help make things fun and could help things improve. Hayward said that he'd rip the freaking radio out of the wall if that's the case. So, you know, Tomlin also talked about how they need to stew in this loss. And the only thing that's going to get the stench off of them is a win. You know, this anger could be a good thing. Could be a good thing, especially when you're getting ready to play a highly physical team and what's been a physical rivalry because when you're angry, you're more likely to take your aggression out on the opponent and maybe the Steelers will be able to match the physicality of the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. But the proof will be in the outcome and we'll have to just wait and see how that plays out. A couple other notes here. 
Ray Ray McLeod is off of the COVID list, so he'll be back and available to the team on Sunday for the return game. Not much of a big deal there. Nothing to get too excited about. He still has yet to break one. But then the general, Joe Haig, goes on to the COVID list. So they're down the lineman. We'll see how that impacts the team, the starting lineup. Because remember, Kevin Dotson is currently on IR. So the obstacles continue to mount for this Steelers group. But if you ask Tomlin... He loves adversity. He wants to smile in the face of adversity. Well, he's got a lot of adversity to smile in the face of. Man, I think the thing that I keep coming back to for this weekend that really is holding me back from thinking that the Steelers can come out of this with a victory is that absence of T.J. Watt. I think that's the – if Watt is going to be out there, I think I could err on the side of a one – a two-point win, close win, ugly win. But, man, not having Watt out there really, really hurts. That's going to hurt. Because now you're counting on the likes of Derek Tuska and Taco Charlton paired with Alex Highsmith. Unless Highsmith can just have the game of his life. But we haven't seen that type of performance from him. And you know what? Here's what has to happen. Here's what has to happen. Because I mentioned on yesterday's study session that the way we should all want Roethlisberger to go out is with one final postseason appearance, one final postseason game in which hopefully he could display some playoff magic. That's what we should all be cheering for. In order for that to happen, you're going to need players to elevate and step up and just find another level, find another gear. And the one person who has shown but has not had that dominant game yet has been Najee Harris, and he's been quiet the last few weeks. What perfect timing would it be for this weekend if he just explodes? He just dominates. He just takes over a game. Or any player... We haven't had a game like that this year from the Steelers where Deontay Johnson just catches everything thrown his way and avoids and evades every tackle or Alex Highsmith has five sacks, an interception, fumble recovery. Maybe T.J. Watts come the closest to putting together just a dominant game to where he just takes it over. Maybe it's Cameron Hayward or maybe it's Minka Fitzpatrick or Pat Freyermuth. But they need a game this weekend where, and they're going to need these types of games if they're going to sneak into the postseason, where someone just steps up and absolutely dominates and takes over. Could it be Big Ben that does that? That's what it's going to take. These last six games, they are against quality opponents. It's going to take somebody elevating, stepping up to hero status, being a legend out there, and helping this team get the job done. The reality and likelihood of that happening based on these first 11 games, it's not great. But you got to have hope. You got to have faith. Otherwise, what's the point in watching? 
And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 167 of the study session. I'm your grateful host, Jeremy Ritz here, thanking you so much for joining me. Super, super appreciative of you. Thank you so much for being a supporter, sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. Love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Make sure you're also checking out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. That is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim's the OG. Alongside the Ed Bouchettes, the Jerry Dulacs, the Mike Prezutas of Steelers football coverage. So check that out. And let me close with this. You beautiful, beautiful studies. Not everybody is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but you most certainly are. Peace, everybody. Make it a great Thursday. I'll see you back here on Friday for episode 168 of The Study Session. Peace.